0: per Gimel Mishnah A, 3-5, and really a continuation of the previous Mishnah, where we had said that the containers that are designated to be used for truma or Kutchim, but they're in the hands of an ama Art can't be assumed to be kept tahor. Now, the reason why is because if there's no kajim inside of it, we can't be sure they're really making every effort to keep things tahor as they should. Um, that, however, would present a very big problem. Everyone needs kap- um Clay utensils, ordinary utensils, cheres in Yerushalayim to deal with their various, their various, uh, karbonos offerings, since they're going to bring the base of Mikdash. Um these things are almost like, you know, uh, disposal, chad you know, one-time use of disposal, in as much as what's left inside, if it's been consecrated, after it becomes, you know, nosar, past, past its expiration date, if you will, so then it has to, it's forbidden to eat, it's iser, and since it's balu, it's, you know, absorbed into the walls of the, klicheres, the earthenware utensil, that has to be destroyed. So there's an ongoing demand for earthenware utensils. Um, The problem is, uh, although Jerusalem needs them, there's a prohibition rabbinically against having um, kilns, you know, um, ovens and furnaces in which you would fire earthenware vessels in Jerusalem around because they were concerned the black smoke would sort of make Jerusalem be covered in soot, blacken the walls and so on, and deteriorate to take from the the beautiful image that Chazal wanted for Jerusalem. And that being the case, they have to have some kind of um, uh, shara, some compromise. The rabbis couldn't just say, you have to buy all of your earthenware utensils from Haverim. That would just be a, that would be a gezerah decree that would be impossible for the community to stand up to because there's just not enough Haverim and too much demand for earthenware vessels. And therefore, the rabbis made a compromise, and they said, close to Jerusalem, you can trust the Amiaretz, we're providing with utensils for Kachem. Um, how close? So the Mishnah says, Min from the place called is or other girsos, or Modi'im or Modi'in, and very possibly it's somehow closely related to the Modi'in of Monday, Israel, perhaps. Um, from there and inwards, meaning inwards toward Jerusalem, the, the merchants can be trusted regarding earthenware utensils. Now, mode'in, we have the same measurements to this mode'in in Masechus Psachim where we learn there that that was 15 mil away, a mil um, to approximately a kilometer. It certainly sounds like the word mile and actually is etymologically related to the word mile. It comes from the word like mila a thousand because it was um, originally like a thousand paces of a Roman soldier, like 2,000 steps, if you will, um, which later on became uh, the 2,000 almost that's the uh, elbow to finger to middle finger length cubit that um use. in any case it co- works out to be roughly speaking um a kilometer or so and Fifteen kilometers away from Jerusalem is Modi'in or Modi'is, and that was a distance that one could travel in a day. So if you're further than Modi'in away, you're more than a day's walk away from Jerusalem. That's what comes out there in Psachim. and this similar-ish idea over here that you're sufficiently close to Jerusalem if you're from Modi'in inwards, that that's a good place to start buying your, your utensils for use um, to bring to Jerusalem for your kaddish. Min Modi'is however. Further away from, from the town of Modin, in other direction, away from Jerusalem, that's too far. a at that point, the Amayaretz are no longer believed to have kept their earthenware vessels, but and they can't be purchased from there. Now, Kate we have to explain this a little further. Obviously, there's a bit of an internal contradiction between the t- whether the town of Modin itself is... Um, inbounds or out-of-bounds, the halakha is going to be that modin itself is inbound if you're a merchant who lives and sells in modin, but we'll see it's a little more complicated if you're bringing stuff in from beyond the city limits, meaning away from Jerusalem, further out, um, like say, north of Israel. So, Ketzad, for example, HaKadar, the pot maker, Shehu Mocher Kaderos, if he's selling containers... And he brings him in. He's outside of the 15 mil limit. He lives sixty mil away, but he comes in to sell his wares in Modin. So then, as long as As long as the guy doing the selling is the very manufacturer of the pot, or the, the jug, meaning it's not that some Mr. A manufactures jugs in Haifa, and then he... Has a distributor selling modim? No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the same guy who lived beyond the borders is selling within the borders. So that's what it means here. Hu akadar, v'en akaderos, and we're talking about the pots that he brought in. Are the very, the very jugs and pots and cups are the ones that he's selling, not that he's you know commingling um, other pots with the pots he brought and so on, um, or other people's pots that he's selling on their behalf. V'en lakuchim, and the people, the purchasers, these people who are the Haverim, who keep strictures of Tumutar, the ones who are concerned about this whole issue, about keeping this Tahor, they observe their own eyes these facts. This is the guy, he brought these stuffs in, he brought into, you know, we know where this came from, and this is the guy who's selling them, he's the manufacturer. So then Ne'eman, at that point, the person selling from Modin and inwards, Modis inwards, is believed. Yatza, if he's on his way out, you know, it's the same guy, but now he's leaving out away from Jerusalem, further away, as he goes to sixteen, seventeen, whatever, almost, a uh, mil away from Yushalayim. He's no longer believed. So the permissibility only exists in the framework of this 15 mil from Jerusalem.